after you've done all you can, you just stand. That's one of my favorites because I have been in a place where I all I could do was stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I prayed and I cried, and all I could do after praying and crying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm still in that phase of life where I pray and cry, but after it's all done, all I could do was stand. I know some of you out there, if not all of you, have had a time or two where all you could do was just stand. But what you're doing while you're standing is you're keeping your eyes focused on God and on all of the things that he says he will do for us in the time of trouble. Well, we want to talk to you today from the subject, God's will is no accident. God's will is no accident. And what we're doing is we're coming out of three chapters of the book of 1 Samuel, uh, and we have uh, given you one major text from 1 Samuel chapter 5, uh, and we have also, uh, in doing our work, looked at various translations uh, of these texts in order for us to get a good picture to provide to you of what was going on. With that being said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart mm -hmm. be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our Lord and our Redeemer. We praise you, we thank you, we love and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm sure all of you remember the dreadful day when, in September 11, 2001, mm -hmm. when America was attacked by Al-Qaeda terrorists who hijacked some of the commercial airlines and used them to carry out intentionally coordinated suicide attacks against the U.S. I'm sure many of you remember that day. As you remember, these terrorists turned these airplanes into missiles of mass destruction. I was on my way to work when it happened, and uh, I heard on uh, the radio, and I was just walking into the office, and I happened to have seen all the smoke going on that uh, we have the uh, attack going on. And as you may remember, when the first plane hit, the North Tower of the World Trade Center, people thought it was horrific. Uh, but not only horrific, they thought it was also a tragic accident. You all remember that. Uh, however, if you were like me, who as by this time I'm watching on TV in my office, shortly after that first plane had hit, we watched in horror as uh, in a few minutes later, a second plane intentionally crashed into the South Tower of the World Trade Center complex. This crash unmistakably let the world know that this was no accident. Rather, this was a planned and executed act of terror that the perpetrators meant to happen. It was apparent. 
in all of this horrific scenario, it wasn't apparent what God's will was. But perhaps God meant for it to happen as well. We can believe this because he allowed it to happen, didn't he? Uh, and perhaps he, he even allowed something evil to happen in order to get our attention. I hope somebody's hearing me out there. And maybe, just maybe, he allowed it because it was his will to incite us to repent and to turn back to him. Oh, come on, somebody, because, you know, we need to be turning back to God. In this pandemic time, we need to keep our eyes on God and his will. With that said, now let me move further back in history. From our scriptures in 1 Samuel chapter 4, we have learned that when the Israelites were fighting the Philistines, that God intentionally allowed things to happen in the lives of his chosen people, the Israelites. And also, he allowed things to happen to their enemies. What did you say, Pastor Keith? I said God allowed something evil like the death in huge numbers to happen to his chosen people and their enemies as well. Yes, he did. That's because some issues, some circumstances, and some concerns that are related to the deep things of God will remain a mystery to us. We got know-it-alls out there who think they know everything, but they don't know all of God. They don't know all of God's plans because the deep things of God are related to him and him alone. So while others or in his will are uh, uh, understanding some things. We can never understand everything. And he will, for the things that he wants us to understand, reveal them to us. Mm-hmm. Pastor, I, I hope somebody out there is following me because right. there is mystery uh, in the Almighty God. My God. So what did God allow? To the Israelites, he allowed them to lose thousands of lives and be totally defeated in important battles against the Philistines. Case in point, 1 Samuel chapter 4 says he allowed the Israelites to lose 4,000 fighting men in one battle and then an additional 30,000 men while fighting the Philistines in another. Perhaps this was no accident. He allowed these heavy losses even after the Ark of the Covenant was intentionally brought into the camp by the Israelites with the belief by his chosen people that if they fought with the Ark in their midst that they would win every battle. Since the Ark represented the presence of God, they figured they couldn't lose with the Ark in view. They treated the ark like a lucky charm, if you will. They weren't wrong for carrying it uh, with them, but to act like it was their rabbit's foot. Y'all remember the rabbit's foot, uh, so to speak. That was wrong. It's no lucky charm, no rabbit foot. God cannot be used that way. In this battle with the Philistines, how many of you know out there that, that they were wrong and they were very wrong? It wasn't God's will that they win at this time. 
So they were all very, very wrong. In fact, in chapter 4 of of 1 Samuel, the word says that the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, also called the chest of the covenant, or the Ark of the Testimony, or the Ark of God, and removed it from Israelite possession, placed it in the possession of the Philistines. Oh, they're about to be sorry. Uh, in other words, this golden chest which contained the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments that was sacred and holy and contains God's glory was allowed to be stolen. Tell me God yeah. doesn't do some things that we yeah. don't really understand. What else did he allow? Well, Pastor I, he allowed, God allowed the Israelites to think that to bring the ark into their presence in the camp. He, he allowed that. He allowed them to think that they would win all their battles. Yes, he did, uh, because the ark was there. Well, but he also allowed, obviously, for them to take the ark and put it in the camp in the first place. That's one thing he allowed. He also allowed to make matters work. He allowed the the Philistines, to take the Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites. Although they had panicked when they first heard the shouts of praise for the Ark. You can read all of this in chapter 4. And and placed it in the camp of the Israelites. And God also allowed the Philistines to carry this precious cargo into Philistine land. We're going somewhere, so just hang on. How many of you out there believe that all of this was no accident? How many of you believe that God intentionally allowed men of his chosen people and those who were not to fall in death in great numbers? How many of you believe that it was no accident that God would allow the ark to be taken from his people and put in the temple of the Philistine pagan god they gone. So now we come to our text scripture today. And that's why we came to tell you God's will is no accident. Did you get that? I hope somebody out there heard me that God's will is no accident. And for those who are concerned about the coronavirus, even in a pandemic, Let me tell you something, God's will is no accident. Let me tell you, the rise in recent COVID-19 cases is no accident on God's part. We pastors Brown and Brown do believe that there is something he is trying to teach us all. You see, we want you to know and understand that God does his business intentionally to get our attention. God does his business to bring glory to himself. And God does his business to show man who is the boss. So it's no accident that some things are happening beyond our comprehension. Because we have to accept what God allows. And we need to understand that ASAP, in case you don't know what ASAP is, as soon as possible. 
a.k.a. get it right now. The sooner the better, because God's will is no accident. <laughs> All right, Pastor Key. Well, we're going to move a little further in uh, First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter number five, where the Philistines thought they were doing something by placing the ark of God next to Dagon. Now, you all got to know who Dagon is. We saw Dagon in the text, but Dagon is one of the gods that the Philistines worshipped. Dagon, in its physical form, was half fish and half man. He was enshrined in the city of Ashdod. Ashdod was a principal city of the Philistines. That means that that was a Philistine condemnation. That's where they hung out. That's where they worked. That's where they did business. That's where they had their families. That's where they did everything. Ashdod was an important city. It was a port city where people could come and go because of the waterways that was in that city. But can I just say that there was a funny thing that took place on the day after that Dagon, the temple of Dagon, where the ark of the Lord was placed in that temple. When the worshippers went back the next day, they found that Dagon, or a idol of Dagon, had toppled over and landed square on its face in the presence of the ark of God. Well, I'm sure that somebody ran right in trying to figure out just what happened, what took place, and, 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 and rather than to realize and to accept right then and there that the God of Israel is a all-powerful God, they did like most Americans do. We fall short in our thinking, and, 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 and as, the, as in the case of the, uh, of the Twin Towers in New York, we thought that the first uh, uh, tower that went down, that it was something accidental. It's something must have went wrong. I believe that those uh, uh, Philistines probably thought that maybe something was wrong with the shelf uh, that they put Dagon. Maybe, maybe they didn't put him far enough on the shelf um, and he just toppled over. But I want to raise your conscious level this morning and have you to remember that there was something in the Bible that said that our God would have no other gods before him. Come on, somebody. That his supreme power is going to be revealed in the face of any idol that you place in his presence. Oh, I'm just trying to help somebody this morning. And so that's the problem, which brings us to our first point. The first point reminds us that man often resists God's glory. Oh, God. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Somebody need to just say it. Come on and tell the truth and shame the devil. That is to say that they do 
don't try and we often don't try to recognize the very power of God. They didn't try to recognize the sovereignty of God and they will take every opportunity to act if he's not real and that they don't have to give him glory and honor. And this is how the Philistines treated the situation at hand. And so they took their Dagon and they propped him back up again, backed him up to where he had been sitting previously. You all get the picture. So the Philistines, they, they, they treated it and say, let's see if we'll try this again. Or oh, how many of you all have tried it again? You put your stuff beside God's stuff and tried to see what was going to come of it. Oh, I'm glad somebody is listening this morning because God's will is still no accident. So can I tell you, can I tell you what happened next? You see it in the Word. The next day, they came back to the shrine, to the temple, and there was Dagon. Oh, he this time, not only had he fallen on his face, but the Bible says that his hands were broken off, and so was his head. Oh, God, what is the message here? And so all was really left was the trunk that was still intact. Oh, come on, somebody, slap your neighbor five this in the room with you and tell them that the will of God is no accident. But, 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 after the second time, they knew that something was going on. Oh, like we understood it better when the second plane hit the tower in New York City that this thing here is no accident. Ah, glory, glory, glory to God. In the event of 9-11, this shook up the people. Oh, yes, it did. The American public shook them to their core yeah. when they realized that it was no accident and it caused them to flock into the churches in the immediate aftermath of this tragedy. I know some of you will remember that places of worship were running over as people went back or went in to see what they could figure out. But it wasn't long past the Keith that the sad reality happened that people began to slowly go back to business as usual and they chose not to believe in an almighty God. Can I just tell you people of God this morning, the same thing we see happening now. God is trying to tell us something. Oh, that's what they sang in the the color purple. God is trying to tell us something. Oh, who's listening this morning? God, I believe, is trying to show us something. I believe, above all, God is going to reveal himself to us all the more. We are seeing reports now that there is a resurgence of COVID-19 in particular parts of our nation. A second round, or maybe a second wave, or maybe just a spike here and a spike there, whatever you want to call it. But we got a situation now where the European Union really would like to ban travel from citizens of our precious United States of America. 
Because if they say it's too risky to have people like us enter into their land, because we don't seem to have control over the outbreak of coronavirus yet in this country. In other words, they're saying, don't bring your mess into my camp. Oh, that's what they're telling us. It's so interesting because not very long ago, we heard of reports where the U.S. had a list of countries that they didn't want to come into the country, into our country, and now look at us. We're being banned from other places. We want you to know today, 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 church, that God's will, bless his name, God's will is no accident. Come on, Pastor Key, tell us what we need to hear. So, so our second point is, Mm -hmm. uh, despite the evidence of God's will, people will still harden their hearts and not believe. Despite the evidence, what we're seeing is that they definitely don't believe in the will of God, and they turn to choose uh, not to believe in God despite overwhelming evidence Mm -hmm. that the hand of God is is in their story. Mm. People of God, listen to us today. God's will is no accident. So in this story, the Philistines wanted to believe what they wanted to believe. How many folk you know out there that want to believe what they want to believe? (laughs) Now, now, I'm not talking about anybody I know, Uh but, but, but to those I don't, I say, come on here, Philistine American or American Philistines, you, 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 you see, you are these folk now, and I'm using my terms, it's not in the Bible, uh, you, you, you want to believe that, that masks are not needed in this Uh-oh. pandemic. Uh, come on here, American Philistines, you want to believe that it's something that you will simply see fade away. This whole pandemic just going to miraculously Disappear. It's not going to be all of that much. And you want to believe that drinking and partying and maintaining zero social distancing is not needed. Come on here, American Philistines, where there is evidence, let me tell you, there is evidence, there is evidence, there is evidence to the contrary. Uh, and when there is evidence to the contrary, and man can't easily explain it, Man rejects God. Oh, that's a pitiful (laughs) indictment. Man won't praise God. Man won't believe in God. Man won't heal God. Man won't be subject to God. He won't be subject to God's will. And then man will try to prop up their own day gods. Somebody will get that one later. But I say amen, somebody. Because there's a lot of propping up of their own Dagons going on out there. Let me tell you something. God does get angry. From time to time, he gets angry. And he doesn't put up with a whole lot of stuff. Did you hear me? I hope you heard me. Yes, our loving God does get angry. And the Egyptians receiving the plagues from God for holding those Hebrews in slavery was not the last time that God used plagues against a nation of people. I hope you heard me out there. That wasn't the only time, wasn't the last time. The Bible says in chapter 5 that the hand of God was heavy.
he hit him with tumors. But let me tell you something. Not only did he hit him with tumors, but he hit him where it hurt them most. So some translations, because we have various translations of this, uh, this Bible story, some translations call these tumors hemorrhoids. Others call it by the more common name that I'm sure all of us pretty much know. God struck them with hemorrhoids, which are the swelling boils and bumps of painful pus that get up under the skin. And guess what? It's all in the anal area. I hope you know where that area is. For those of you who like it in broken down terms, I, I, I want to tell you that I told Pastor I that I felt the need to tell it like I thought it was, that God literally put it a pain up the butt of these people. Oh, yes, he did. He put a, a pain up the butt. Uh, and, and to add so to injury, some of the other translations said that he also sent a plague of rats that pulled the intestines of the Philistines out while they tried to relieve themselves. And the Philistines tried to protect themselves by using brass vessels. But as God would have it, his will was out there at work. The vessels burst at the touch of the rats. So the Philistines were at the rats and the, the hemorrhoids' mercy. Sounds like the will of God was no accident. Come on here, pandemic people. Listen up. Sounds like the will of God was no accident. Bless the name of our God. Oh, yes. Let me just finish up quickly here. There was a commentator by the name of David Rusick who said that when God shows us how wrong our thinking is and just how wrong our lives are, jacked up, messed up, tore up from the floor, as we like to say, we may ignore him. We may even try to put a patch in, a patch there on our mess. We may even uh, go as far as establishing our own religious ceremonies. You know why you get high and holy when you think something is, is, is about to come down on you sometimes. Uh, but the, even with all of that, there will be a day of judgment. Oh, God. <laughs> we can try to push him away, but can I tell you there will come a day, Paul wrote it in Romans 14, 10 through, 10b through 12, where it said that there will come a day where everybody will have to stand before our God yes, yes. and give an account for what we have done and said. So our final point to you is what the Philistines figured out in the text in verse number five and moving, I'm sorry, chapter number five, moving into chapter number six is not to mess with God. <laughs> you see, they certainly figured out and found out that the God of Israel was the God, oh God, 
above any God. Yes, yes. Oh, that they can't fool around. We can't mess around. Yes, yes. But we have got to give our God the reverence and the glory and the honor and the worship that our God alone is due. Yes. When God is speaking, no matter what he is speaking through, it is our duty and our responsibility to listen to what our God has to say. Church, I'm speaking to the church of the living God. You know that Proverbs 9 and 10 is a great reminder that the fear of the Lord yes. is the foundation. Or some translations say the beginning of wisdom yes, yes. and knowledge of the Holy One will result in good judgment. I know yes. the Philistines wish they had a Bible like our Bible that teaches us that we've got to put place our God first and foremost. Yeah. You see, each place that those Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, we read in God's word that God placed this, his heavy hand upon them. God was sending them a message, a message that was ignored and rejected yes. at the beginning. And just like COVID-19, some of us have chosen to try to ignore it, try to reject it, try to act like it's something that that we are not, uh, uh, that we cannot be impacted or affected by. But we came to tell you, not so, not so. This is a part of our history. It's a part of our journey. It's a part of who we are. Yeah. It's a part of our nation. Yeah. It's a part it's of our world. Like it or not, panic yeah. or not, fear or not, dying or not. Yeah. It's a part of God's will in this dispensation of time. We will. We will continue to move on as people of God. Paying close attention, paying close attention to what God is stirring up in the atmosphere yes. that shall cause us to look at his will, watch his signs, and follow him all the more. All oh, those good old Philistines, <laughs> by the end of the situation were asking. They were having big uh, corporate meetings. How can we get God's stuff back into the hands of its rightful owners? People of this church, make sure, make sure that you get your stuff, your life. Hallelujah in the hand of the Almighty God.